You know the vibes. Welcome to another episode of the Hoop Genius Podcast brought to you by NBA 2K24. You can get your copy from the link in the description. It's myself, Mo Mootsi, alongside me as always, Detroit's finest, Mr. BJ Armstrong. BJ, oh, Mo, another day closer me. to game day. Oh, 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 you, you, you caught me. I'm talking to all of our people from Detroit. They're coming out of the woodworks. I'm having, I'm, I'm, I'm having a moment in time. Are you, are you going to the game? It's San Francisco, right? That's Mo, not far. Mo. Up on the Mo. PJ. Every Lions fans, we have a saying. We only show up for the Super Bowl. No, you've never been. That, that, that's why we can't we can't play no more regular season. We can't play no more regular season how games. You said, how you saying we only show up? That's not me saying I only show up to dates with Megan Thee Stallion. I ain't never Mo, been on one. We show stand, up to that. We stand by our team all year. This is the true Lions fan. Mo, I've been doing this my whole life. This is no this is nothing new. You can't talk about the Lions fans. Nobody outside of Detroit can talk about Lions Nation except us. Mo, we didn't come here to get to the playoffs. We didn't come here to get to the count. Mo, we came here to win the Super Bowl. And you know what, Mo? I've waited my whole life to get to this moment. So you know what? I will see you in Vegas, baby. If you send in the tickets, you'll see me. <laughs> if Detroit really wants to adopt me, send me that Super Bowl ticket. I'll be there. Just know. Just know. Hey, hey, hey. I will be. I will. We gonna be in Vegas, baby. We gonna be. But in all, in, in, in all honesty, there may be a chance. That I go down there to the game because mm-hmm. it's right up the road. It may I be a chance. So. I hope so. I hope so. Yeah, it may it may be a chance. I, I'm not. I'm not really. If it was in Detroit, because I don't know if you saw the. I don't know if you saw the the, the home crowd there. I oh, mean, I saw. I, I saw it. I saw it. We we travel. Mo, when we go to the games, we travel. I've and been doing some research. Yeah, we we travel. We 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 got the best fan base in in in, in the NFL. We got. The, our fan base is incredible. We we uh, hey, we have the best fans in the NFL, with, without question. And we've waited our entire. Some of us, I mean, generations. We've waited, our, no, we've waited our entire lives to be here. So this is a great time. I'm excited. I'm pumped up right now. I'm fired up. I got my Detroit stuff on. Even right now, you can see I'm representing my people. And uh, it's great. I've been talking about people all morning. So I'm a little excited right now. Okay. Well, if I can't talk on Lions fans, what I can talk about is the NBA, which is why everyone's okay. listening to this show. And okay. there's been a trade, early morning trade over here. The Miami uh, yes. Heat have made a great yes. move, in my opinion. They have acquired mm. Terry Rozier from the Charlotte Hornets. Scary Terry. Huh? Mm. Scary Terry. Okay, scary Terry. They received Terry Rozier in exchange for Kyle Lowry and a first round pick, which is lottery protected in 2027. Now, personally, I think this is an amazing deal for the Miami Heat. Okay, you get some playmaking. You get some scoring. Now, obviously, mm. there's concerns defensively, but if there's anyone in the world I trust to elevate a player defensively or put them in the right place to be an improved defender, that is that man, Eric Spolster, who we've spoken about a lot on this show. You know, Kyle Lowry getting older, he hasn't really given Miami what they may be expected of him. Uh, he obviously brought that championship DNA, didn't quite pay off. But I like Scary Terry. I've been a big fan of his for a while. Um, obviously, he spent a lot of time with the Boston Celtics, and we saw in the playoffs, especially, 
uh, in the years where Kyrie Irving was injured and before that, that he knows how to play on the big stage. I think this is a fantastic move for the Miami Heat. What about yourself, Mr. Armstrong? Well, anytime you make a trade in Miami, it seems to elevate the players that either they bring in and trade or what have you. The culture down there is phenomenal. I think this is a terrific fit for them as far as their business goes, meaning, you know, contracts, so forth and so on. However, I love the fact that they brought in a player that can really fit right in seamlessly with what they do, right? He can score. He is a combo guard. And what they don't do, because right now they're 26th in points per game and they're, what's their three point? They're 16th in three pointers. And they've added a guy averaging 23 points a night who shoots 46% from the field and 36% from behind the arc. So even where they're weak, he's going to elevate that. Yeah, I would love to think that he would get 20-something points again. I'm not looking for him to do that. That 15 yeah, to 20, yeah. 15 to 20 would be nice. Yeah, I I I I think you have a player who will be a threat to do that. I think to me is more important than him actually doing that. And what I mean by that is when you when you have Kyle Lowry on the floor at this stage of his career, is he capable of having big games? Yes. At the frequency right now of of Terry, no. So I think the threat of what Terry brings is a player that you're going to have to play and you're going to have to guard him, which is going to create more space for their two best players, which will be Bam and Jimmy Butler. So I think this is more of a uh, trade that's going to help them in the playoffs mm-hmm. where you can put Tyler Hero, Terry, Butler, Bam, and whoever else, yeah, and all these guys on the floor. And now you can't play four against five because they're going to have players where they can play and take advantage of, to me, which is a one of the strengths of their team is to play five out basketball with Bam because Bam is more or less a guard, even though he is a six nine or six ten center. So I like the trade for them. I like that it fits into their culture, and I think Terry is capable now. Do I think he'll have enough opportunities to do that? I I don't see them playing through him. Well, he, right now I, was, I think he, I think I read he's the second best um, in efficiency and pick and roll as the ball handler in terms of scoring the basketball right now. So it gives you a nice two man game with Bam Adebayo, who's going to be less relied on to create for himself. Yeah, that may have been his role. In, that may have been his role in Charlotte. I don't see that role coming. I don't see Jimmy. I don't see Eric Spolster saying this is how we're going to play with him. Eric Spolstra has a Eric Spolstra. Oh no, but, but, but when a, when a, a half court offense breaks down, there's less than ten seconds on the shot clock. You know you can give the ball to Terry now, let Bam go screen for him, and go get a bucket off the screen roll. It might not be the primary option of what they do with their offense, but it is nice to have that luxury. Whereas with Kyle Lowry, I don't think you're really getting that at the same efficiency. Again, you you may know something I don't know. I I don't see. Eric Spolster saying that's our go-to option with 10 seconds. <laughs> I mean, you have two premier all-star players. You got two top 20 players there. They're going to get all the touches. I don't see Terry being the guy, hey, when the shot clock goes down and we get in a red, Terry is the guy that's going to bail us out. I don't see that. I don't see Eric I, Spolster I, I've saying, seen Caleb Mine bail him out a couple times. So, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, and yeah, I've seen I Gabe Vince. I've seen Max Struess bail him out a couple times. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I do, but I don't think they're going to get a steady diet of it. However, I like the fact that he is uh, younger. He is capable of carrying a second unit because Jimmy Butler seems, for whatever reason, he doesn't play but a limited amount of games during the course of the regular mm-hmm. season. I mean, that that's what I see. But once the playoffs begin, I think Terry being a scoring threat with this group, I, I think gives them a little bit of, uh, you know, I think it gives them a little bit more confidence to know that they have a guy who can play consistently. Because I want to say something about Kyle Lowry. I thought Kyle Lowry was excellent last year, especially in the playoffs, with his role coming off the bench. Now, when they signed him, I think they their idea was he was going to be a starter. I don't think they signed Yeah, they him. had higher expectations yeah, than a yes. bench player because he's making $30 million. Yes, so I think when Terry came, you know, he, he found a role. That's what I love about Miami. They don't worry about what you can't do. They find out what you can do, and they put you there. Now, to most teams, you would assign a player like Lowry – it doesn't work out as a starter, and you'll say, well, maybe we might have made a mistake. Well, they didn't do that. They said, you know what? We're going to find out where he can be most effective for us, and we'll figure that out. And so I give Miami credit. I'm excited to see where they're going to utilize Terry uh, uh, Rozier and find out where, where he's going to be most effective. But I think it's a good trade. It's a good trade for them. It's fascinating to watch what's going on down there in, in Charlotte. Uh, with their team and what they look like they're going to, it looks like they're just going to start unloading contracts. You know, Terry, maybe, you know, Gordon Hayward, Gordon Hayward, maybe, and they're going to start doing things. So they had a, by the way, they had a really nice win last night. And I happened to just be watching that game uh, against um, the Minnesota Timberwolves. You know, well, yeah, like we're going to talk about that. We're oh, gonna yeah, talk yeah, about yeah. That. But, but Cat had a big game. That, before we get yes. to that, um, Kyle Lowry now. Um, it's reported by Adrian Wojnarowski that the Hornets will not buy out his contract, instead look to move him. I'm not buying it. $29 million, although it is an expiring contract, who's trading for Kyle Lowry at this point of his career? Well, I, I mean, listen, at, at this stage of your career, you know, it's it's funny, you know, when people say these things, and, and now this is the agent talking. Kyle Lowry's at a place in his career where, for the most part, he probably will never exceed the contract, the number where no. he's at currently. Okay. Is it possible? It's possible. Anything's possible. However, highly unlikely. At this stage, why would you even consider giving back money to go play on another team? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, he's already got his championship. <laughs> well, it's not about it. Because we see know, players give back money to go and chase a ring when they take the buyouts in the final year of their deal. I I, I see a lot of things, and I, I scratch my head on a lot of things that I see. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not, you know, people do these things. However, in the end, this is a business. You work hard to do what? To give yourself an opportunity to perform at the highest level you can, Right. We we have this narrative about chasing a championship, okay, as if this championship is some mythical thing that fulfills you. What fulfills you is you have an opportunity to, to compete and you do the very best you can. And anyone who has played understands that more than 
you were on a team that won a championship. Did you do the best you could? That's competition. Like, like more like having the courage to do the best you could, the best you can at any given moment and understanding that there may be someone better than you. I can live with that. I, that, that I can live with. The thing I can't live with is not trying and giving my very best effort. Mm -hmm. But well, then giving his best effort is not going to be on the Charlotte Hornets. If you want to give your best effort, you want to be competing at the highest level in the playoffs and whatnot. So do you see him getting a buyout of his contract or do you see him just waiting till it runs out and hitting free agency in the summer? We all have the ability to, to look at it from whatever lens you want to look at it. Knowing that I did my very best, Knowing that I did my best. That, that, that it's not about being on a team and because we won. Did you do your very best at every given moment you're on the floor? That's all that matters. So when you signed up for this deal, did you do your best? And if you can say yes, I'm good with that. All of a sudden saying, well, I can't do my best unless I play on team X and team Y. Like, all right, what, what are we talking about here? Like, what are we talking about? Everyone wants to win. Everyone wants to win. Or at least I, at least that's my take. <laughs> that's maybe not take. everyone, but. Uh... Yeah, yeah. I think most people want to win. So, you know, if, if, if it's in the cards that you're on a good team, like Mo, like, like most people, when they talk to me, they only act like my career was like in Chicago. Believe it or not, Mo, I had, yep. I had eight or nine other years <laughs> that I played, but no one talks about that. <laughs> That's yep. the funny thing about it. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like it's a catch-22 in many regards. And, I mean, it's fine. I get it. You know, people just want to do the highlights of – it's kind of like watching sports. People just want to watch the highlights. But truthfully, you know, I'm just as proud of the other places I was at because – I, yeah, people don't talk about it, but more, I I did my best. Yep. And I just happened to be on this team with these group of guys at that particular time, and we won games. But more, I, believe it or not, I was on other teams, and I tried just as hard. You, or you, harder. On, uh, you were in Charlotte, and, just, just and, like Kyle Lowry is now. And, and, and we lost. Yep. But, but it doesn't take away from you knowing in your heart of hearts what you did. You mm -hmm. know what you did. So... You know, it is what it is. I get it. I, I, I just, you know, why why buy out at this stage? I mean, Kyle, you worked too hard to get here, and all of a sudden. Mm -hmm. Well, he, he's going to provide some much-needed veteran experience in that Charlotte locker room. Um, but speaking of veteran experience, the Cleveland Cavaliers have suspended Tristan Thompson for 25 games without pay after testing positive for a banned substance. Uh, Ibu Tamor Tamoran increases growth hormone um and the other thing he was taking promotes muscle growth and bone density so tristan thompson caught cheating on steroids he's going to be gone um but players who looked like they were cheating even though they weren't last night we saw insane performances from carl anthony towns and mr joel Embiid. bj did you watch both of those games were you flicking between them two or how did you play it i, I happened to go and I, set up I, three different screens to watch my celtics and be that cat I just happened to have watched I, I, I watched the the game with Philadelphia and then all of a sudden actually it was my wife. I was flipping through the channels and we were there. We were eating and she goes, 
that guy has like 38 points at like 40 Half points time. Yeah. at halftime or something. And I was like, what? I was like, you didn't see that, right? I was just flipping through the channel. She said, and we turned, so we started watching that game together. And um, yeah, it was, you know, as I watched the game, the, the game is the, the 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 pace in which the game. We talking about Timberwolves or, or the Sixers? We're talking about both. both okay. Teams. Yeah. The, the the way the teams play today, like it's so many possessions, and the way that they play, and defensively, very rarely do you see teams like change their defense. <laughs> it's like so amazing. Yeah, they didn't like, start doubling MB. <laughs> yeah, like, no, okay. no, no, the guy's and, and, not 60. Okay, yeah, what's 10 more? So, so I, I was, you know, and listen, I have the utmost respect for Greg Popovich. And that's why I was, so I was just looking at the game, not watching how many points he scored. It was just watching the defensive assignments and the adjustments. He had Jeremy see. Sohan out that got in. Joel and just to see what they're going to do. Man. It's just, it's such He's giving a, up a hundred pounds. It's a different mindset. So, I mean, listen, 70 points is 70 points. However, to him. I was, uh, I was just amazed at watching both games of saying, what's the defensive mindset of today's game and players? Like when a player started going and you got a guy who was going, you made an, like, it was just like a natural thing to do as a team. Like, Oh, what's his name's got like 20 points. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna double this guy to take it out of his hand and try to figure out. But neither team tried to do anything. It was kind of like, is this real? It's like I almost felt I almost felt last night that I was watching like a video game because mm -hmm. no one started doubling, triple teaming him or yeah, doing well, anything. Actually, on the video games, you can double team it. <laughs> you can adjust. Yeah, it was defense. it was it was <laughs> so I was trying to learn something as I was watching this. But shout out to both of those players. Well, I mean, no, Kat no, and no, uh, no, no. I'm giving, I'm giving those no, no, guys no, no, credit. No, no. I mean, shout out did. to Joel Embiid, semi points, respect to him. Carl Anthony Towns, the Minnesota Timberwolves, they were up 18 to the Charlotte Hornets, and they lost after the game. Coach Chris Finch says it was an absolutely disgusting performance of defense and immature basketball all the way through the game. He wasn't happy with his team's performance because as soon as Carl Anthony Towns got hot in the first quarter, they started trying to just trying to, they said they were trying to get him to a hundred and they went away from their identity, which is defense. And then the game got away from them and they lost. So I don't understand why people celebrate big scoring performances when you lose the game. What is the point in scoring that number of baskets? If you don't win the basketball game, who cares? You could score a hundred points. And if you lose, I don't care. So no, no shout out of Carl Towns from me. Um, okay, and, it, and in the fourth fair, quarter, he got fair. benched. If you're on 60 points, well, how's your coach going to bench you in the fourth quarter? So, what you used all your energy and now it's crunch time, you can't play. Well, okay, so again, I just watched the game because I wanted to see how this played out. You know, as I was watching this game, as I was watching this game, there were some things in this game without criticizing anyone. That was just like amazing to me. For instance, Carl Anthony Towns was he was incredibly at one point he was like 18 to 24 from the field or something like that. At one point. Oh, he was red hot to start the game. First half, first three quarters, okay. in fact. Fourth okay. quarter, the Timberwolves got outscored 36 to 18 and didn't play a lick of defense. Okay. I I I just happened to be watching this game. I just happened to watch it. Mm -hmm. 
And it's easy to blame the players. It's easy to blame. But there's the players, there's the coaches, there's managing of the game. There's well, well Chris you know, Finch said, I kept imploring them to try and compete, play some defense, switching between man and zone, anything to contain the ball. Messages weren't getting through. Okay, that's fine. That that's that's what it looked like from the sideline. However, let me tell you what I saw. Okay, because I, I happen to have just watched that game. Mm -hmm. Okay. He played Carl Anthony Towns like all of the third, starting of the fourth, in a in a game where they were in control of that game because Carl Anthony Towns was like red hot, and they, I, without question, they were all, everybody was trying to get Carl Anthony Towns the ball. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you know, very rarely, very rarely, are you just going to play a guy. 14, 16 minutes straight. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, I don't know who's in charge of the substitution pattern, but let's take responsibility there. I watched the, 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 I, I'm, I'm big on matchups. Okay. Substitution, you, you can say substitute whoever you want to substitute, do whatever. You know, I'm not sitting there. However, the Charlotte Hornets were playing what's called a five-out offense. They were just having five guys on the perimeter, and they were just chucking up threes. Why are you playing with two seven-footers and everybody else is, is six, five, and below? No, 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 Mo. I'm not giving anybody. No, you don't get a break. You lost the game, and you move on. I'm watching this game. You then you take Carl out. You create Carl uh, Towns out of the game. So so okay. by the way, Carl played ten minutes to start the game. Got a little rest at the end of the first. Played the entire second quarter, and then played six minutes to start the third. Rested for the rest of the third, and then played the final two minutes of the quarter. Then in the fourth, he played the opening nine minutes, and then we didn't really see him again. Okay. So here's the deal. Then. Carl gets substituted out somewhere there in the fourth. Gets substituted somewhere out, out of there. Yeah, three minutes, 52. Okay, he gets substituted out. They're down like two or three points or whatever. Why do we go? He, he it's, a, it's a judgment call. I'm not questioning anything. Why are we going to Carl Anthony Towns and we have Anthony Edwards on the floor? Mm-hmm. Like, 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 well, there were, there, I get it. This man was unusually hot. And you know what I, you know what I liked about that game is that the other players were deferring to Carl Anthony Towns because they were like, man, this is our career night. Like, I kind of like, that, that's a sign of a good team. They were, they were not. Yeah, they, they even they, said they, they wanted to game 100. Yes, that's what happened last night. And everybody was in on it. But don't take, don't shy away from it and say, well, I'm disgusted. No, hold on, hold on. I was watching that game too. I was, and I respected the fact that Mo had it going last night. And hey, I I I went with it. Like I went with the game. Like say, you know what? And the other team knew that they went to this five-out offense, and they just started chucking up threes, and they started making them. And then when they start trying to play back basketball, it was too late. Momentum was already on the other side of the of the of the equation. Mm -hmm. But what I respected about that loss last night, 
And yes, was it a disappointing loss? Yes. I'm not. Is that the other guys, in particular, Anthony Edwards was trying to get Carl Anthony Towns as many points as he could. And I mm-hmm. respected that. Because you know what, Mo? I've been on the other side where you play with teams and sometimes teams, you know, they're, they're like, hey, I got to get mine. Screw that. They were doing, in my opinion, they were trying to help their guy. Now, they did they get away from playing team basketball? Mo, they were clearly, they were clearly just going to him. Mm-hmm. Clearly they were. And so I just... I don't know what was said, and I'm just going by what you just said. I would hope that you just move on from this game. Because, I mean, that's a career night. I think he's, I think this, I think I just, I, I saw that, or he said it, they mentioned it last night in the telecast. He's had a couple of 60-point games now mm. in his, his career. His high was 60, and he had uh, 62 last night. Yes. So, you know what? It was a bad loss, no doubt about it. But they were trying. They were trying to get him 70 80 points. And I can I got I can I can live with that one. I can live. I, I've been in a game where a guy had 60 something points. And you know what? <laughs> it's amazing to see someone with that level what when you're in that level of, of, of a zone or you're playing. And yes, I didn't want to shoot. I just wanted to see how many but did, did you well, win I, the game though? I can't remember what. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. I remember. But I've also been in games where a guy had 55 and 60 and you, and you lost too. Like, you're going to lose. Like, everyone wants to put this like, no, like, there's no such thing as perfection. There's no such thing as like, like, you do what you do. Like, no, there's, only, there's only two things. There's winning you you and there's misery. Yes, but but this generation doesn't value winning. We, we, we can, when I say don't value winning, I'm, I'm putting it in this context. When we start talking about MVPs, when we start talking about stats and all of these things, suddenly winning is there to make your point and your argument. Either we're going to try to win the game or you're going to get your numbers. Like, well, Embiid did both. It is. It is. No, Embiid. Winning, if winning is all that matters, then this is just part of the process. You can't have it both ways, guys. If you're going to win, let's just say you win. And winning is always predicated on what you do in the playoffs. That's winning. But he won regular that season. Game. He won that game, and Carl Anderson's lost that game. The, the season is an 82-game season. This is one of 82. Now, people may look at it as that game. No, this is one of 82. The main thing always has to be the main thing. Now, you can spread it out and make your argument. Well, well actually, to be fair, that, that brings up something else I was thinking about. You know, MB scoring 70 and everyone's saying he's the most skilled big man of all time and he's the list of all-time great bigs. The guy's not even got past the second round yet. Now, I think they're more than capable of doing it this season, but... As much as I say I don't care about Carl Towns' numbers if they lost, I don't care about the numbers and beat averages if they can't do it in the playoffs and they can't get past the second round. What do you think to that? Well, again, we're making arguments to win an individual argument. I'm looking at the whole. What are you doing to advance 
and win the final season of the game. Final game of the season. Like, is the final game of the season. Yes, that, that, that's it. That's all that matters. Like all of this other stuff to me is just like, it doesn't matter. Like, okay, this isn't like a, this isn't like a, 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 a mini series where you divide it up. Well, I, I'm the MVP in the, in the first half of the season. Well, I, I, I won tonight on a, a Monday night in the NBA. Well, well, they do give out a trophy and an MVP for that now. It's called the in-season okay. tournament. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everybody now is is just making, it's, it's kind of like little sound bites. However, the thing that I admire is when you look at the whole, like, what are we doing here? Like, we're going to play 82 games, and then we have to get 16 wins. Mm-hmm. The fact that we play basketball in the regular season different than the, the the postseason to me is like, that's a new phenomenon that I'm just trying to, every year I try to wrap my head around it. Well, we play in the regular season one way, and then we do all this. We chuck up threes, and guy gets 70, da-da-da, and everything. But then, Mo, when the playoffs start, you and I start saying, well, the game gets more physical. <laughs> Teams make adjustments. And, and it's just, it's so odd to me that teams actually divide up the regular season from the postseason. Like, mm-hmm. that's just like, it's a phenomenal. If, you, if, you, if your idea is to win the final game of the season, why wouldn't you use the regular season as a dress rehearsal before the party starts? Mm-hmm. That just seems like common sense to me. Yep. Like, I know the style of play that's needed to win in the postseason. Why wouldn't I do that in the regular season? Because I know I got to start playing that way anyway. But no, let's figure out how to play and get up 83s in the game. And let's play here. And then when the postseason starts, Mo, we'll just, you know, switch a flip. You know, we'll, 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 we'll just, you know. Flip a switch. Flip a switch. And say, hey, I'm with yeah. you. I'm with it, you. It, just, it doesn't make I'm sense to you. me, but I watch to try to learn. And then when the teams don't perform in the postseason because they're not prepared to play that way or their team wasn't built that way, then suddenly it's kind of like, well, we got to make trades. Of course you do. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> of course you don't have the team to play this style and this brand of basketball. And every year, Mo, we say the same thing. Who's the most physical team? Who has the depth? Who, who, can, who can play in the half-court offense? Who has the ability to, to get to the mid-range and all those things? And it's, it's just mind-boggling to me to watch this, and, and we keep repeating it. So, as I was watching the game last night, I just wanted to see who was going to make an adjustment. Like, like, guy has 60 points. Let's just make an adjustment on it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, again, it's a new era. So I'm well, well, shout out to the Charlotte Hornets, though. Shout out to the Charlotte Hornets, though. Because a lot of teams there down 18, end of the third, they could have got blown out. But instead, they fought their way back. Well, that's only... But, Bo, but think about it. That's It's only six shots. Yeah. You're down... That's the beauty of the three-point shot. I mean, all right, 18 in yesteryear, that was like, oh, wow, highly unlikely. Five or six shots. Yep, the volatility with the three-point line, crazy. It's crazy. Same. But yeah, 
that was that we're gonna see who has a big performance also kevin durant had a great game i don't know if you saw that shot he hit to win it yeah no that was a i i was i i, I cut that game off because they were down like i don't know to the 10, bulls to, yeah they were down yeah but that's nothing nowadays <laughs> yeah ex- exactly exactly they were down <laughs> looked like they were just kind of you know playing what have you but give uh give phoenix credit i'll, you know, they, I'll tell you i'll tell you guys something you listeners here um an app that i downloaded recently called real sports it does a great job because it sends you notifications when games when teams have come back from big leads when games get close in the fourth when someone's having a big performance and um as i'm flipping through games that often helps me um because like you said i, I probably wasn't going to switch back to that uh bulls phoenix game until i got that notification so shout out to them let us know in the discord what you guys think let us know your hot takes uh Bijan, i'll be here for the rest of the week popping out the hoop genius podcasts uh so let us know. Get your questions in the Discord as well. We'll be answering them on Friday's show. I uh, appreciate you guys rocking with us. Subscribe across YouTube, Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from. And most importantly, get buckets. <laughs>